Episode 10, podcast number 10 of the insane ramblings of crazy old men, where Mike and Ray talk about the SNP, Philip Schofield, Elon Musk, Shemima Began, and other terrorists. Good morning, Mike, and how are you this lovely morning? Awesome. Nicely wrapped up warm. The temperature when I first went out was minus one. And that's uh, odd. It's minus one. With me <laughs> yeah, that's strange. It was interesting because you catch the weather report to see what it's going to be like the following day. And they say things like, it's going to be three degrees, but it'll feel lower. I mean, if it's going to feel lower because of the wind chill, that's what the temperature is. When somebody's forecasting, so how's the pound doing? Well, it's going to be 119 euros, but it'll seem lower. <laughs> Yeah. Which not a lot of places picked up. New South Wales, Australia. And the firefighter station gets this emergency call to attend a swimming pool where a drowning had occurred. So you can imagine, they hop into their machine, rush out there. When they get to the pool, what's actually happened? It's a young lizard. How do you know it's a young lizard? Because they all look the same. But it was small. Anyway, that wasn't the great bit. One of these firefighters, a real hero hoiks this lizard out of the pool because apparently it was so hot there they believe the lizard had popped in for a quick dip to cool down and couldn't get back out again and was drowning. So this firefighter hoiks this young lizard out of the pool onto the side and he administers CPR for 10 minutes. And I've actually seen pictures on the internet and it's like you take your forefinger and rub it up and down his chest. So he's lying on his back, absolutely no breathing, nothing. And the firefighters like rubbing away on his on his chest for about ten minutes because they've got long tongues, lizards, isn't they? Yeah, but he wasn't moving because because he was dead. But anyway, he was resuscitated after ten minutes, and he hopped around like normal, catching flies and all. Isn't that fantastic? It's absolutely fantastic. So I think that firefighter's a big hero. Yeah, what's his name? Um, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I'd just like to congratulate Philip Schofield for coming out. I think it's a wonderful, brave thing that he did. His wife probably doesn't think that. She's probably really annoyed with him. So he's come out. But to call him a hero, there must be hundreds of other people that come out being gay. Like those two ladies that got married in Northern Ireland yesterday. The guy who rescued that lizard, he was a hero. Yeah. And we got them from all over the world. There's one from Agadir. That one. Exactly. And one from Banbang Kun. I don't know where that is. I think it must be Thailand. And another one. I, I think that sounds like North Korea. Do you think the government agencies are listening into us? As in Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. That's near the Ho Chi Minh Trail. We've got sure. one from Central China. Oh, you see, that's definitely the Chinese. President G, or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, he's been notified by Hawaii. And the biggest surprise of the lot is we've got a listener in a place called Surprise. No, it? that is surprising. Mm-hmm. 
I love this story that was in the Sunday Times. Apparently, St. John's College, Oxford, okay, the students there, slogans shouting students, obviously, had occupied the quad. I don't know if you've been over, but the college in Oxford, lovely, usually there's a nice sort of quadrangle with green and buildings. So they occupied it, which um, this weather is, is pretty brave, declaring that they wouldn't leave until the college agreed to sell all its shares in BP and Shell. They emailed Andrew Parker, the bursa, and these bursas have got a lot of power, uh, demanding a meeting to address their demands. So he comes out. Um, they also demanded that St John's College Oxford declares a climate emergency and immediately divest from fossil fuels. So this guy, absolutely brilliant, I think, he replies to them, he said... I am not able to arrange any divestment at such short notice, but I can arrange for the gas central heating in the college to be switched off <laughs> with immediate effect, thus helping the greenhouse gases. Please let me know if you support this proposal. Isn't that awesome? Isn't the man is a star. To say R, R, and E, E. Well, do you realise that in three thousand years' time, when you dug up, they'll be able to get you to say those words exactly like that? That's I don't... fantastic. There's this Egyptian priest called Nesiamun, and he was mummified and put in a coffin bearing the inscription Nesiamun, true of voice. Well, now he's in Leeds City Museum. And the researchers were looking at him and they carried out this CT scan of his body and they looked at his throat and it was unusually well preserved. So they made a 3D replica of his vocal tract and connected it to an artificial larynx. Now apparently these artificial larynxes give really accurate renditions of voices for people who have lost their voices. So they're able to make this guy say, ah and air at the moment and they're hoping that soon he'll be able to <laughs> string a few sentences together you know God, we'll hear fantastic. the actual voice of this guy isn't that amazing yeah but are they going to give him a Yorkshire accent talking about accents and things what about the SNP this chap McKay or Mackay who was treasurer of the uh, of the SNP and effectively treasurer of Scotland. He's a 42-year-old finance secretary who it was claimed was openly flirtatious with younger SNP members, male. And the reason it came to focus was he sent over 270 messages to a 16-year-old boy over six months, including texting him on Christmas Day. Do you have to be a bit dodgy to be in the SNP? Well, I wonder, because there's now more allegations from a 25-year-old married SNP activist who's received dozens of messages from McKay over four years, including texts of like, have you got any naughty pics? McKay's erased his profiles on Facebook and Twitter, which he used to contact the boy and the other chap. But police in Scotland said... No criminal investigation has been opened. Alex Salmon, what happened to him? Well, this is the other thing, you know, his case is coming to court 
and he was obviously a close friend of Nicola's, as was this McKay guy. He was tipped to be the next leader of the SNP. They didn't try it on with Nicola, though, did they? Well, I wonder if it's a new criteria to join the party. You know, you've got to be a bit of a sexual deviant. Well, I think we're going to have Scotland independent of the UK. And I think we're going to have a Northern Ireland independent of the UK. Yeah. Sinn Féin's got anything to do with it. They won 38 seats and they only put up 42 candidates or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because they didn't think they'd win many. And, yeah. and did you see one of the newly elected, do they call them MPs? TDs. TDs. She was so convinced she wasn't going to win. She was actually away on holiday when the... Yeah, uh, that's yeah, yeah. brilliant. Fiona Four got 38, so they got one more. Sinn Féin got 37. And Fiona Gale, uh, with good old Leo, got 35. And he lost 15 seats. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. I think he's anti-British. Well, he seems a reasonable sort of guy to me. <clears> but the interesting thing about Sinn Féin, they're still governed by these shadowy IRA figures. <laughs> Another another hero is um, Jamshed Javid, who was jailed for six years after helping his younger brother join ISIS and become a suicide bomber. He's now been released. Um, Quite rightly so, too. Released from prison. Yeah, and so he should. I mean, he hasn't done anything, has you he? You know, he's him? out. He's out. Um, and, and finally talking about our good friend, Shamima Begum. Yep. Remember that 15-year-old from East London that left to go to Syria? Um, Is that who that guy was texting? Possibly. The SNP guy? No, he only texted males. Oh, yeah. So she's a female who went over to Syria. Uh, She's now 20, and obviously there's the ongoing debate about allowing her back in. Bring her back. Bring her back. It won't do us any harm, will it? Well, it's just been... Don't let her her buy a machete, though. No, she's been finally turned down and... It's because she has Bangladeshi citizenship through her parents. So, um, you know, to go to Bangladesh, tough luck, Shamima. Um, I, I think part of it was when she was interviewed a year ago, um, some of her remarks didn't indicate much of a, of a turnaround. She said, quote, she had no regrets to come into Syria. She'd been unfazed by seeing a severed head in a bin and suggested that murdered journalists had been a security threat. So, Shamima, I bring think... Bring it back, bring it back. I, I think if you want to come back and all is forgiven, I think um, a, a few less remarks, you know, in public that uh, seem anti-British. Yeah, a bit of pragmatism. The Bangladeshi yeah. foreign minister, by the way, a guy called Abdul Momin, apparently said that we have nothing to do with Shamima Bengen. She's not Bangladeshi citizen. She never applied for Bangladeshi citizenship. She was born in England and her mother is British. So I, I think everyone wants to wipe their hands of poor old Shemima. Yeah. But um, now I say bring her back. I, I think she ought to be sent to China. It's worth congratulating Stephen Walsh. I'd like to congratulate a guy called Gerardo Moctezuma. He went to hospital in Austin after fainting and scans revealed he had this mass 
in his brain, which wasn't obviously very good news. So they did emergency surgery on him, and they found that this mass was actually a tapeworm that was in living... In his brain? <laughs> yeah, he'd been growing in his skull for a full decade. My God, fathers. And that's actually et undercooked pork in Mexico during a holiday there. So anyone thinking of planning a trip to Mexico and eating undercooked pork... You know, watch out. Do, do you know there's nowhere safe in the world for us to go now? We can't go out, out to the Far East because no. of this virus, which is spreading across Europe thanks to the, Mr. Walsh, Hero Walsh. We can't go to America and eat uncooked pork. I mean, what can we do? We could replicate. Apparently, there's been plunging fertility rates across a lot of the world. I remember seeing this when I worked at Searle. Apparently... Sperm count, sperm volume and sperm viability have all dropped by about 50% over the last 100 years. And um, as well as pollution, which seems to affect us males, one of the reasons they think is because of people taking the pill, there's a lot of oestrogen in the water. Yes, I heard that. You know, and it comes back through the sewage works and we pour ourselves a cup of water from the tap and... us guys are getting a load of oestrogen. I thought my breasts were looking good, in and I've started ovulating. <laughs> in Hungary, <laughs> apparently the fertility rate has dropped to 1.49 live births per female. By the way, IVF is free in Hungary, and if you have more than four children, you get a lifelong exemption from income tax. Mind you, you'd be home looking after the kids, God, that's fantastic. Yeah. got another person i want to nominate as a hero well it's two brothers one's dead but i don't know if you remember a guy called salman abidi is he salman rushdie's brother well almost he's the guy who planned and carried out the manchester arena attack oh yeah of course because he didn't like ariana grande's music no i don't blame him no but anyway um the brothers now also being charged but what makes them heroes is how's this for innovation Apparently, their mother was on £2,000 a month benefit payments. Jeez. And she left the country, but these two brothers carried on claiming it. And they've. it says they claimed the mother's £2,147 a month payments and they were used to buy bomb equipment. Um, I, think that's, I think that's pretty innovative, don't you? <laughs> like to know more about mike and myself and the insane ramblings of us crazy old men why not get onto our facebook page oddly enough it's called the insane ramblings of crazy old men and if you'd like a more intimate experience and who's to blame you email us at iracompodcast at gmail.com sounds a bit weird but iracom stands for um, insane ramblings of crazy old men so uh, iracompodcast at gmail.com And we'd really like to hear from you and get your feedback so we can keep improving our show. So, thanks for your help. (laughs) 